We got the dopamine this time around, Joey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We, thank you. We, we've been waiting for it, and we <laughs> finally got it. Before we get into it, welcome back to uh, this episode of the Hoth Hangout. My name is Ben, joined by... I am Joey. What's up? Let's I'm go. happier today. <laughs> We're definitely in a much better, uh, much better mood maybe this time around than we were last week at the same time, uh, particularly mm. because we got a lot of excitement out of this episode, probably more so than any, definitely more so of any other episode of the show so far. Uh, right. But I guess before we hop into the specifics, what were your, your overall feelings going into the episode in terms of what you expected versus what we got? I thought a lot, a lot about our discussion last week and how we wanted the last two episodes to just be one episode and you know uh i i think i was i was fully expecting this to be the raid i was fully expecting this to be the the episode we've been waiting for and i believe they did it they did exactly what i wanted them to do uh and a little bit more yeah yeah i was honestly a little bit surprised that it was like all done in a single episode. I expected it to cover maybe two episodes with with the pace with the way the pace of things had been going. Right. But mm-hmm. but like you said thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, yes. o- overall probably say it was my favorite episode of the show so far. Um yes. And then yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean my major takeaway I def- I definitely have some nitpicky things about the episode 2 in terms of like specific characters. Uh, oh yeah. But going back to last week's episode, um, we we touched on like which characters we thought we <laughs> would make it. To- and actually, I I I went back and I watched that piece. Okay. And you did mm-hmm. better than I did. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, right. S- spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the episode, um, more characters died than we probably expected to die. <laughs> Yes, this was very much a Rogue One wipe almost. Yeah. Um, the the amount of lives taken in this one of the characters that we've grown and you know to understand over the past few episodes really, yep, they're they're almost all gone now. Yeah, I thought maybe we could go one by one and kind of talk about each of those characters, um, sort of as like a an R.I.P. send off. Uh, for, oh, yeah. for those that we oh, were, sevens. yeah, oh, sevens in the chat. Exactly. That we, <laughs> that we were able to that we uh, that we lost this episode. I guess you could say. Yes. Um. So I mean, the first one which we agreed on that would not make it um, to the end of the episode, if I recall correctly, was Skeen. But but mm-hmm. not for the reasons that I think we both thought he wouldn't make it to the end of the, of the episode. In fact, maybe the right. opposite reason. Yes. I mean, he made it out of the raid. <laughs> he made it out of uh, the mission. Yeah. But as we saw, he did not make it out of the episode. Uh, I definitely didn't see that coming um, from I really, his character. I didn't either. And I don't know... And I don't know if this is where the nitpicking of characters discussion has begun. I This seems like... I I didn't see this coming at all in mm-hmm. in the way that you're just like it was almost disappointing you know like oh come on dude like this is 
this is kind of where this is where you ended up with this character where he came in he was very you know very protective of the group then to be able to completely flip it on its end after the mission's over i i don't i didn't buy that as much um i did i mean there was a a plot twist and i guess i i appreciate that but yeah it the way that his character ended i was just like oh that's that's that kind of that kind of sucks but i you know you have to have those you you sometimes do have to have those characters that are just you know double agents or double agents or whatever so yeah to 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 see that to see what happened to him is, was disappointing but yeah he did he did not make it the the thing that i think people ourselves included i'm totally in this group of people the thing that i think people don't realize a lot of the times is that when you have a show like andor excuse me that's doing something uh different from the traditional model of star wars and this is true yeah. for stuff outside of star wars too when any whenever a show does anything outside of the traditional model of what is expected of something in this case star wars um you know the past two episodes we've been like oh it's kind of slow paced it doesn't really feel like star wars but we don't hate it uh, but we're getting right. all this like information about character development and motive and uh, why they're involved in the rebellion, why this character is fighting, and what this person is is you know fighting for. Um, <clears throat> I felt like a lot of that was kind of undone with this episode, in mm. a in a way sure. where I was thankful we finally got some action. But but in in a similar manner to the raid, I almost wanted to ask at what cost. <laughs> right, <laughs> which, right, yeah. Which by the way is also not something we've talked about yet. Like, I still don't know why we're on this raid. Like, why do we need these credits so badly? Right, right. You know, is it to fund something specific? Because it's not going to make a dent in the Empire's finances. Right. I think we can kind right. of safely assume that. Uh, they still haven't really... And I, I... Gosh, I hope we get the information on why they went right. on the raid. Yeah, uh, right. Because it doesn't even really seem like the, you know, this... This rebel cell knew, or or for that matter, even really cared. They were just like, we right. want to be a part of a rebellion. Like, we're not, we're not with the empire. We want to be a part of something bigger, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna steal the payroll. Right. So right. I I want it, more information. Yeah, and you know, going back to what you were saying with at what cost? At what cost is basically the last two episodes, right? <laughs> Like yeah, the, you know the all, all that character development, all all kind of undone with well, in particular with Skeen. Yeah, that that you know, this whole time we were kind of rooting for this team, only to kind of see it all blow up right in front of us just a couple episodes later. Now, we talked about it last week where. This is the kind of stuff that we want from our stories. We do want all of this. Uh, I think us waiting a week between the episodes maybe gets us a little antsy. And but again, we had to used to wait three years for for movies. Yeah. Um. So I think, I think like well, you know, if we're going back to the list of the 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 people that did not make it, I think Skeen, although was necessary in that moment, and and. I think he was more of a plot point to show Andor's yeah. um, progression into what he has to end up doing. 
and he he knew the right thing to do there. I mean, he obviously could have just bolted and split the forty million. Um, that's that's not that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot for one person to have to be with. But he did not make that choice. He made the choice to side with Vel and the rebellion to some extent. I mean, he's 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 piecing out now. He's saying. Give me my cut and I'm out, and you could have the rest. I don't even care about all that, right? Yeah. So, because I think now he knows, he knows that even even these rebel cells. I mean, no one's going to be perfect in these types of things. I mean, you let you lost practically the entire team with with this. So to put himself in harm's way for any other rebellion uh, raids or 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 missions may not be worth it worth it to him at this point. Yeah, yeah. What? Why we are still talking about Steen, um, and and kind of on him. I I don't. Um, uh, I just wish I I feel like the story about his brother, and you mentioned that that his death says more and serves the purpose of the character of Andor. That's like I think the intention behind it, um. But kind of odd storytelling. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I. Yeah. And. Yeah. Go ahead. No. And I. I think it's. You know, we're we're in uncharted territory as far as Star Wars is concerned. I mean, that maybe not completely uncharted. We've had a couple of TV series here, but you know, relatively speaking, in the grand scheme of Star Wars, starting in '77, this is new. This is a new way to tell these stories. So, um, they're not all going to hit. Uh, please refer to Boba Fett, you know? So, yeah. um, I mean, that was an entire series, but yeah. So I, I think they're, they were trying something here and in this type of thing isn't, does not feel like star Wars. Right. I think that's, that's where we get a little bit, we get a little bit, um, territorial on how we expect these things to go. I agree. And and then when they don't go that way, you're like, whoa, 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 that's not at all. Yeah, you're <laughs> how you're, it should be. You're expecting the Star Wars ending and then like Cassian takes out his blaster and shoots a character who's been a main character for the past two episodes and you're like, "Oh. Wait, that can happen in the show?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, yeah. It, it feels you tend to forget. Yeah, it feels which I, I guess while I think it's it was kind of an odd way of of uh finalizing that character's story arc i appreciate this is the okay this is the same reason why i say not exact same reason but the same reason why i say the last jedi is Mm. in my opinion a better movie than the rise of skywalker because while it still is not my favorite star wars movie by any means it's near the bottom uh, it tries to be different which is what this show particularly like the end of this episode I felt was doing, um, mm-hmm. you know, last episode when we were saying like, well, you think this person's going to live, this person's going to live, this person's not going to make it, you know, right. in my mind, it's like, yeah, we're probably going to lose somebody. And then we mm-hmm. lose like more than half the squad. And it's like, <laughs> right, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That's how yeah, this show's exactly. going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so Skeen, uh, you know, I guess kind of, kind of odd, just him, you know, I, I offers to Andor, uh, you take half, I take half. Andor's like, nah, man, and just, boom, that's yeah. the end of Skeen. <laughs> I was like, right, oh, yeah. okay. Um, and right. then to connect Skeen to 
another character. This was the part of the episode that actually bothered me the most. The, the next thing I'm going to say. Um, Nimic, who... R.I.P. I was so upset. I was like, oh, they're going to get him to the doctor. Okay, don't worry. Like, he's going to be... Like the, right. he's gonna be like if you've seen Game of Thrones, he's gonna be like Bran, the three-eyed raven. Yeah. It's gonna yep. be fine. And then it was just like, oh, wait, he didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. But the piece of that connects the two of them that I wanted to point out, which was the part of the episode that lacked the most sense for me, was, um, Skeen is so adamant when Andor is getting ready. In fact, in fact, Vel is not. Vel doesn't want to go to the doctor. And, right, and right, Skeen right, yeah, is, yeah. is so adamant to the both of them. He's like, We're, we would not be here without him. Like, we, mm-hmm. we need to go to the doctor. He, he almost forces the issue. And right. like three minutes on screen later, he's betraying them. I'm like, yeah. what? That did not connect for me. Uh, I don't know. Any, any insight into what that maybe was all about? I mean, my only stab at something that could make sense is maybe truly he was rooting for him to make a make a comeback and you know make a recovery full recovery from that or any type of recovery then realizing well doesn't seem like he's going to be making it and then he starts to decide he makes that decision to cut his losses and yeah you know go the other way i mean that's but like you said within the very short amount of time from being from one side to to the exact other, not even like kind of in the middle, like the exact other side. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's where it's a little jarring because it doesn't make sense in the, in, in uh, again, from what we've seen up until the point where he's even upset at Vel for even considering leaving him. Yeah. That's what I mean. That was, that was consistent. That was very consistent of of that character and then like i said to all of a sudden to just drop it off and be like nope you know let's just leave her and split the split the earnings yeah i mean it it was that's yeah i i have that same issue with that character uh um making that choice he's like the he is the moral conscience in that moment of the episode when it's just the three of them having to decide nimic's fate like andor's I mean, unless someone told him, he's probably not going to go fly to the doctor unless, I don't know, maybe he, right. he would suggest it, but Vel right, certainly right, right. is not going to. So, like, uh, right. the whole character arc of Skeen has been, like, like, oh, he's this jerk. Oh, you know, he's getting along with Andor. Oh, yeah. and, that, and it, I feel like we were, like, going up, and then he was being nice. He's like, we got to take him to the doctor. Yeah. And then it's like, no, nope, let's steal yeah. the money. Right, I can't. It's, I, the, like, it's like the it's like the reverse arc of a uh, uh, the hero's arc or whatever. You yeah, know, where so it yeah. I mean, because what did what did I say that he? Yeah, I said he wasn't gonna. We did we both say he wasn't gonna make it? Skeen but was the I only was, one that we both said was not going to make it. Okay, well at least we were right. Yeah, we we got it right. I mean, like yeah. like I said, maybe not for the reasons we thought, but right. Um, yeah, I guess one for one in that sense. Um, the a character which you got correct and I did not was was Nimic, mm-hmm. and you quoted your reasoning and and spot on like hit the nail on the head with this one was that because he has this manifesto, uh, you thought you you could see him not making it to the next episode for that reason and him almost passing this along to uh to 
to uh, Cassian. Right. Yeah, and you know, and even at the beginning of the ep- of this episode, where him and Cassian were, you know, having a discussion about not being able to sleep, and you know, uh, Nambic continues to talk about all, you know, his beliefs and his values. And even more, when when he was talking like that, I'm like, no, nah, you're not going to make it. <laughs> I knew even then, I'm like, uh, just, just the way, because, you know, when, when these characters, when you know that there's going to be a character that doesn't make it, they start talking in a certain way, right? Kind of mm. passing along information and, you know, giving giving motivation to the remaining people. And that was very much that in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but just to even start that episode. Yes. Definitely more of compared to some of the characters and who we lost in the rebel cell, especially definitely more of an emotional um going away or passing away right for for nimic um yeah. and I think the and I think the 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 way that he went to kind of shows you the unpredictability of yeah. doing something like this, right because you know they have these huge crates of you know, credits and nobody thought to lock it down because it was all, you know, I mean, you could tell it was very rushed. Um, yeah. And he wasn't in the right spot and that's what, that's what, what ended up taking him. So yeah, just that unpredictability of being a part of these types of missions. Um, yeah. And it, it even goes back to when they were questioning and or about, you know, specific things about the, you know, about the, uh, the ship. And how to fly it, you know. And so I, I think the it, it just not everything's always going to be there, and and that's what makes shows like this good. Because if the plan worked exactly as planned, then it, it wouldn't be entertaining. You know, there you have to have some hiccups in the middle of it. Yeah, and adding even more so to the unpredictability. Um, two two more. What? Okay, here's my question to you. Terraman is 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 pretty dead. <laughs> Uh, yes gorn i wasn't sure like it almost looked like he got hit in the shoulder in the shoulder right yeah i i I would agree with that uh so you know star wars no one's ever really gone (laughs) sure i guess we don't know for certain Mm -hmm. that terramin is gone um the Mm -hmm. way it was depicted in the show certainly made it look somewhat final right yeah which to me was also a little bit of an odd choice I mean, we did learn a, another piece of information about him this episode that he was a stormtrooper. Uh, yes. Um, so that was nice to see. That I guess that was more than can be said about. Well, no, actually, I, we did learn something about Senta too. I was going to say more than right. we learned about Senta. Um, right. But we did learn that her family was killed by stormtroopers. Right. Yeah. And about that, <laughs> I mean, talk about. Let's just throw a couple details their way right before the. You know, I mean, like yeah. I, you know, we we had the two last two episodes. I I feel like they could have addressed that a little bit more, you know, you know, fuller mm-hmm. with the stories. I mean, I I get the the connection between those two because one was a stormtrooper, one was killed by stormtrooper. So naturally, you could lump those in together. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh, the they kind of seemed cheap. You know, you had you had time to to flesh that out a little bit better, but. Um, I mean, at least we got the information, which was good. So, yeah, I just I, I didn't feel like there was a lot of, and this goes back to what we were talking about last episode, because we both yeah. thought that Terraman was going to make it. Um, yes, I didn't. Yes, it didn't. It, it felt um, 
purposeless, I guess, and not purposeless in the context of the show or of the of the mission, I guess I should say, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously, like he sacrificed himself as mm-hmm. a part of the mission, so not purposeless in that sense, purposeless in terms of plot, because we didn't, yeah. you know, was he was he like th- this riveting character who we just wanted to know, like what's his like I, I you know what i'm saying like he wasn't yeah um he wasn't showcased he like wasn't showcased yeah 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 and so losing him yeah. you're like oh okay <laughs> yeah you know? so i i did actually watch the episode twice uh-huh and i did notice something interesting in that scene where he got shot so oh yeah what'd you see uh, if if you remember it was him and skeen i think they were both already inside the ship he tells skeen to cover him and if you look at Skeen, he is very hesitant, scared. Yeah, <laughs> very hesitant, very scared. And norm, and I don't know Skeen's background in these types of battles. You, you, you just never know if they're literally just people that they picked up off the street, or you. So he was very timid in the the cover. Mm-hmm. So he's able to get a couple of shots off, but then when when he goes to go save uh, Vel, he stops. Skeen stops shooting. So, but in every time you've seen someone say "cover me," they are covered the entire time they're running. Yeah. But when he started running, he pulled back again. So, um, kind of shows you the uh, the experience that Skeen has in that situation, which is not much. Um, and not to say that he did that on purpose or anything like that. I don't think that's the that's the thought I'm having. But again, it shows you that these types of rebellion missions, um, especially if you're not dealing with people that have been in the military or in some type of organized uh, organized army like Tamron, um, he you know, he was he was a stormtrooper, right? So he knows about procedure, he knows about cover. But to expect scheme to do that was not the call, unfortunately. So um yeah. but yeah, I agree that there there wasn't a ton of emphasis on his character anyways i mean i th- i think lieutenant gorn had even more much more oh, emphasis on his because you could see his involvement with the empire you saw his involvement with um kind of on being on both sides and yeah. what what my favorite part about gorn is that you you know his thinking as he's you know walking around the empire you know he you know his final, you know, what his motivation is, it's not going to be staying here with the Empire. It yeah. is to ultimately be a part of this raid and, uh, you know, basically steal from the Empire. Yeah, you're like with him on the inside of a, a double agent mission. Right. Yes. Which so would... I, did, I did appreciate that part of the storytelling. Yeah, definitely. I also think it makes it slightly odd if he actually is dead. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, my money is leaning towards no. I feel mm. like he's gonna go through some sort of interrogation process. I gotta go back and rewatch it again. I, yeah. I, I don't think it looked like he was shot in the shoulder. No, I, I did. Yes, I agree with that as well. It looked like it was a shoulder. But I, I think I, I hope we get more of Gorn. I think it would be kind of an odd choice, way more odd than Tamarin dying, even than to uh, have Gorn mm-hmm. not be a part of the show anymore. But we'll see. Right and. Because because of all the setup going into it, with with uh yeah with all the setup that he had done with it, it just seems like it would be it would be a waste to 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 get rid of that character at this point. 
yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. I I hope we'll be seeing more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Senta and Vel both making it through the episode. Um, yes. Vel, I don't know. Seems seems things seemed to break down a little bit for her mentally, yes. <laughs> like halfway yes, through the raid. She she felt I like agree. she lost a bit of control of the situation once uh once Tamarin and and Gorn didn't join them on the ship, obviously. Right. And even before that, when her and Cynthia were jumping off that bridge, um, yeah. she was very and and basically making the no go no go call. Why uh, are you hesitating or something? What did Cynthia say? Mm-hmm. You're stalling or uh, something like that. Yeah, you're stalling, right, yeah. So when and I don't know if it was real having the realization that this is actually happening you know yeah. because that's the call and that's the that's that is what the leader is supposed to do is make that call um and again if this is just a bunch of you know a random group of people that have no types of training in these very very stressful situations i can get it i can get behind that you know um it's it's it it makes sense if these are are people that have just been completely destroyed by the empire whether their families or you know their communities but to finally get in front of this to do these types of missions if you've never done anything like this before i mean i get it that 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 would shake anybody that's not ready for it yeah i mean i think it definitely shook bell <laughs> definitely but can we talk about how incredibly ready cinta was ready for these tasks because yeah. I mean, she held she it together was... better than anybody. I mean, better than Cassian. Yeah. I, right. And I think Cassian, you know, comparatively held it together better than most of them. Yes, um, I agree. But I think Cinta held it better, held it better, t- yeah. held it together better than any of them, I thought. Right. And, and again, she's like the one we know least about. Yeah. All <laughs> that we know, all that we know about her now is that she's motivated by the fact that her family was killed. Right. Um, yeah. Which we didn't have before this episode, even. So. Right, and I forget who said that, that that she was the toughest one of the crew. So I mean, she's she's coming through. That may sure. have actually been seen. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but yeah, I mean, because when when they were in in the vault, ready to go, and um the the officer, I forget what their name was. Uh oh the was it Colonel the Colonel Pedigar was that was that their name. I want to say yes, the colonel. Yeah. I I just referred yeah. to him as the colonel the whole time. Colonel, yeah, right. KFC. No, the uh, colonel. He <laughs> when he basically got you know he was he took out his blaster pointing at Nemec. A- anybody could have taken that shot. Anybody could have taken that shot on him. But here comes Cinta out of nowhere. You yeah, know? just completely ready to do it. You know, talk about you know having somebody who is absolutely ready for the cause that that's Cinta that she is the rebellion. Yeah. Well, she definitely showed she's willing to do whatever it takes in that scenario. Right. Absolutely. Uh, in addition, we also got yet another episode with no saw, no Bix. Yep. Although, yep. you know, of course we got Bix early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, very limited Luthan, although we saw him kind of happy to mm-hmm. hear about the, success yeah. of the raid very yeah. little mon mothma we got one short scene with her in the senate um very little miro i think she was in the episode yeah. but i don't think she had a speaking line and mm-hmm. and um yeah there was one other oh and then uh karn 
Like no, not not to be seen. Where where the heck is he? <laughs> I just not I mean, to be seen at all. I I appreciate that they focused on the raid, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I think I and they did this with some of the characters. But you got to like throw him in there and give him like a one or two minute scene. I thought when at the very end in Luthen's shop, I thought when that man I started that was speaking, him talking. I thought it was too. I thought that was him. And I was like, it would have oh, made sense. Oh, that's gonna be a like, cool oh. tie-in. And then right, yeah, I had subtitles on as well. And so it said yeah. man, and I thought it was like concealing the identity right. on purpose before through you the, actually see the subtitles. him. Right. And then it showed him and it still said man. And I was like, oh. Right, yeah. <laughs> like throw Karn in there. Come on. You gotta like incorporate some more right. of the characters. It could I mean, he kinda looked like him. It could have been you know, yeah. like, No, it did. At least at least get a completely different looking character. I mean, you know how many actors I, are out there. I had could've... to like squint and I was like, wait, <laughs> is that him? <laughs> right. They chose an right. actor so similar in, in looks. It was kind of funny. Yeah, that is funny. But yeah, I mean, yeah. And here's my thought now of now that we've gotten through six of these episodes is that each three episodes is its own entity. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So you got the first three episodes, um, which they released all at once, kind of, kind of all lumped together. These next three. You know, getting ready for the raid over the you know over two episodes, and finally getting that raid is the last episode. My theory is that the next set of episodes is not happening right after this episode. So what I mean by that is that it's going to be oh time jump months, a year, or something like that, because th- this is all packaged up and good. You know, so that's my theory is that. Um, remember, we were talking about how are they going to get from you know, where we are now to Rogue One. Right. I think I think that's how they're they're gonna do it is that they're going to say, here's here's, you know, part two of the season one. <laughs> now part three of season one is here and and now we're gonna do a time jump. So that's my theory on on how they're gonna do it. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. I mean we're five years away from Rogue One. Um we have six episodes this season and then next season left before, which apparently leads into Rogue One. Um, I think they, I think a time jump makes a ton of sense. I mean, he just he's parted ways with with the crew, of which the only ones who really remain are Vel and and Cinta. Um, and he's received most importantly received this manifesto, and so, right. you know, probably this next episode is going to open up. Um, I don't know year two years what what are you what are your best what are your guesses months i'm years? guessing a, i'm guessing a, i'm guessing a year i'm guessing a year and like make a nice around um it gives time for you know everybody to you know heal their wounds from what has happened here because even the way they they did the ending of this one where you saw the panic of the empire. You saw Mon Mothma's uh, at the Senate. Mm-hmm. You seeing everyone scramble. You see Luthans being excited about it. If it, it felt very final, like the end of a movie, right? Um, where the other ones, in the other episodes, you were like leading into something, like the last episode, like you're leading into this raid. Here, I don't know what what to even expect at this point, you know. So that's why I feel like it's like the end of this. You know this this three part uh, series. Now we'll go on to the next one. So yeah, I'll give it a year. Um, so it gives it gives Cassian the time to um, read, digest, live 
through the manifesto that Nemec has provided. Um, it gives a little bit more time for characters like Karn, like Miro, like Bix to, you know, get their, get their stories in, um, a little bit of, of their timelines to, to flesh out a little bit more. And by the time we come back, we could see, you know, the changes in people. We'll see Cinta and Vel, we'll see, you know, and because Vel, I mean, I'm sorry, with Cinta, all, the last time we saw her, she was in the, um, the Empire officer gear. Yeah, right? she ended the episode kind of with the Aldani people, like, as they're watching the, the right. eye event happen. Right, yes. Which, by the way, we haven't talked about that. Yes. Very beautiful. Um, entire yes. time, all I could think about was the poor graphic designer who had to put all of this into digital effects or whatever, how they do that. Right, right, yeah. Like, that was very... I mean, and it's like, it's a yeah. good portion of the episode where the sky looks like something out of, you know, some... 2001 space odyssey or i don't know what. right yeah but it, right. it was it was cool looking i'll say that no it was very yeah some things of note to note there the the um donnie is that how you say their their the language the the language yeah yeah well the, the, they're the al donnie people but i think their language yeah, yeah. is just donnie yeah so the the festival or the rituals that they have you know, all the singing and dancing <laughs> reminded me, and you know, tell me if you feel the same. Reminded me. I know me what you're going to say. Like, wait, wait. I think I know what you're going to say. Go ahead and say it, and I'll, I'm going to see if I was right. Okay. It reminds me of Endor with the Ewoks. <laughs> oh, that's not what I was thinking of. Uh, <laughs> just, but just, I... the, just the celebration and the jubilation. It just reminded me of, yeah. of that. And like the, obviously, the dust started blowing up in the sky, kind of like the eye, you know? Yeah. Um, the parallels that I drew. So, uh, well, what was your? What I was, was your, uh... I was gonna go a whole different direction with it. Oh, okay. Okay, but I, I like, I like the Ewoks comparison. Yeah. I, I was gonna go. Have you seen the movie Midsummer? Mm -mm. Oh, oh, that's the second time I've heard that movie in the past like it's, two days. It's like mentioned. a it, it, it wouldn't be fair to categorize it as a horror film because it's not horror, but it's more just like a psychological. Oh, okay. Film. It's very odd. It's weird. It is a weird movie. But there's a scene okay. in the movie where they're all kind of like standing in a circle watching this ritual happen. That, that oh. it, it gave me midsummer vibes. <laughs> gave me those feels. Okay. Yeah. But uh, no, no, no. I, I think check that out. I like the indoor comparison better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you know, it's a, it because they had that. They had the the one in Rise of Skywalker. They had that festival on. I forget what planet they were on when they found Lando, but. Um, kind of had those same vibes as well, just mm -hmm. a jubilation, lots of dancing type of thing. So I, I thought that was uh, a nice little, like, hey, you know, this is how, you know, we were, you know, kind of a callback to those types of parties on, in Star Wars. Sure, yeah. It was, it was definitely, a, definitely a beautiful, beautiful sight to see. Mm -hmm. And one, one thing, I, and I don't know if you've read any of the High Republic books, no, I haven't. That's actually one of the eras that I've I'm bad about not reading that era. Yeah, uh, but no. So huh? an inter an interesting thing there is uh, an entity called the Eye in that as well, hmm. which is um it, so you know that that takes place hundreds of years before you know a New Hope. So I think it's like four or five hundred years, something like that. It, it's a yeah. while back, right? Um, but there's an entity called the Eye, and the Eye is actually um, I believe they were 
someone who was able to um, kind of because this is before you know hyperspace lanes were really a thing. This is kind of like the birth of like hyperspace lanes. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you if you are able to navigate through those, you're able to you know to have better trade routes. You know the whole politics around that, right? Um, but anyways, the eye was able to um, use these hyperspace lane mappings to essentially um, use that to like a military advantage. So that that was like what that person, like I said, that I was like a person. So it was interesting that they chose that terminology for that because, it, it you know, in looking at this episode, you had, you know, people in the eye and um, like, oh, by the way, we got to go back to the um, TIE fighters real quick. Remind me to talk about that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but the TIE fighters basically chasing the freighter um, and, and basically the uh uh Nemec had that navigation device that was able to right. kind of navigate them through it right which we said was going to um, come into play at some point and yep. it did and so there it, was it yeah. fulfilled its purpose yes exactly they, they couldn't foreshadow that worse honestly because i'm <laughs> like yeah well you're going to definitely use that <laughs> right so um so yeah i just thought it was a, a an interesting tie-in that they they did between uh the book the you know the book from a very you know much older time than and then into this series here today yeah yeah i i need to i need to check out more new republic uh you know expanded universe stuff i feel like i'm good about reading the old republic stuff and even even Mm -hmm. like the post uh original trilogy stuff i've i've read a few of those you know like leia Mm -hmm. and luke yeah very good stuff yeah yeah but new republic is an era i i need i do need to get much more into if i'm being Mm -hmm. completely honest Right, yeah. But yeah, the... I, so when we talk about things not being Star Wars, you can get more... And we talked about this last episode. You cannot get more of Star Wars than like TIE Fighters and, you know, the, the Stormtroopers or the, uh, the TIE Fighter pilots uh, jumping in those. I just love that scene when they were on um, essentially like a, an outpost where they had mm-hmm. to... Uh, they, I, I believe they had called in um to where they were because they saw that the vault was breached and then Cinta was in the uh in in the uh um control room basically turning everything off so um i thought that was really it's just cool to see that kind of stuff and see them rolled in and again ultimately not make it cuz you know they outsmarted got outsmarted once again what was your what was the feeling in the in the pit of your stomach when you heard that tie fighter sound <laughs> it, it felt like it felt like when uh i felt like han i was just like chewy we're home you know just, uh, <laughs> this is the this is this is what we've been this is why we're here thing it's funny like these small details that you and i and you know so many other star wars fans just you hear you know the the the, the particular siren that they have whenever they're you know something the ship's going down or whatever you you hear that you know you know what that sounds like you know the the screeching of the TIE fighters. So um, I know it's making it like, like romantic about it, but yeah, I mean, that's, those are the types of things that we really, um, as Star Wars fans really look forward to. Yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed it. One of the few moments where uh, it's felt like, Oh, I'm watching a Star Wars show now. Whereas most right. of the, of Andor has kind of been like a spy thriller instead. Or Right. It really has. Yeah. And so, yeah, one other thing, when I was talking about like the time jump, mm-hmm. this is this is one thing. This is my 
shot in the dark. This would be cool if they were able to pull something off like this. Um, so they they part of the um the mission was to essentially hold hostage the commandant and his family, right? Uh-huh. And um there was a little boy there named Leonard that was kind of part of the, the hostages there. Wouldn't it be cool if they somehow incorporate him into the rest of the series? Because, mm. um, you you know, we always see it from the size of the rebellions, how the, the Empire did this to them, the Empire did that. The rebels did something to that family, right? I mean, it seems like the Commandant had passed because it looks like he had a heart attack or some type of medical you know emergency. Yeah, that's um, a good he point. Was moving things around. But I mean, the rebels are very, very much the bad guys in this situation. If, if like you know, this happened, I mean, even still, he was held hostage by them. So, this isn't the the origin story of somebody who becomes a rebel. You know, part of the rebellion. This is a storyline of somebody who was one hundred percent part of the empire. You know, so it would be cool if they were to incorporate him into something later on, like into this even to the season that's why i say like if you could even do a time jump right now you give that kid a year you give that kid two years um then you know he's part he's guns blazing as part of the empire yeah it, it was an interesting choice to and i i, I think it, that could be um to include you know the commandant's wife and son in the episode i think that was mostly mm-hmm. done to showcase his demeanor and and part of his character being yeah i guess a jerk <laughs> for yeah, lack of a like, better word kind of like what do you expect from the empire yeah right yeah but i i could see what you're saying you know we get a quick glimpse of i believe it was a, you know the the wife and the son as well as a couple other tied up uh, imperial officers you know as they see the freighter fly away uh they're right. you know still tied up there uh whether he becomes a uh a force to be reckoned with that we see later on, either in this show or another show, remains to be seen. I get, I guess, I, I wouldn't, I could see it happening. Just the inclusion of him in the episode at all is, is noteworthy, I guess, in that sense. Right. So, yeah, I could see it happening. Right. I mean, it's it's much like, um, when they had Mon Mothma's daughter there. I mean, you, you know, right. they could have just not had that, you know? Or, yeah. Well, um, we'll, we'll you, definitely, and I, I think it's hit or miss whether we'll see this Imperial, you know, Commandant's yeah. son again. I mean, we'll hundred percent see Mon Mothma's daughter again, just on the, the way mm-hmm. that that was portrayed and whatever it was. That's the episode four. I think we saw her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So e- even if it wasn't, something that comes out of this season you know if it's next season that'd be cool honestly even if it made into a comic or something that would be cool i mean just i i feel like that we we do get the rebellion story a lot uh and sometimes to see the other side of the story where they truly do think and i think was it i think clone wars did a good job at that the animated series where and i forget what the episode was about but it was basically i think it was ahsoka and another like teenager who who are on different sides were basically just saying well this is what i see because this is you know the vantage point that i see like how why your your side is bad like and then they were like well this is this is what i've seen from the rebellion this is why they're bad you know so to to see the the actual motivation um grow 
uh, within an individual. I don't think we've seen that, you know. So if it if it is this this boy Leonard, um, to ultimately become something like like you said, a force to be reckoned with. Because I mean, what's he probably twelve? I mean, so he's pretty young. Um, so he'd only be a teenager by the time you know a new uh, Rogue One would be around. But still, I mean, to to have something uh, a a little callback to him at some point, I think would be pretty cool. Do you remember the random theory I threw out the last podcast episode? What was that? <laughs> About Nimic being Snoke. <laughs> oh, Nimic. <laughs> this Imperial Commandant's son is Snoke. I'm just I'm gonna pick someone every episode of Andor who's new. <laughs> Who is and, Snoke? And then I'm yeah. just gonna wildly theorize that that person becomes Snoke in the future. Okay. Can you can you can you uh name the episode today's episode? Um We Found Snoke. We found Snoke. Again. <laughs> Not clickbait. Yeah, right. Um another another thought I had mainly about this episode, but kind of about the last three episodes altogether. As you mentioned, we've kind of had two sets of trilogies of of episodes so far in this show. Yeah. Do you feel like the the distance, the growing distance, ep- episode by episode, the past three, um from the viewer to the non rebel cell characters is harmful in any way um, to the progression of the show. Do you feel like we're losing touch with Luthen, Mon Mothma, right. Miro, uh, you know, all, Karn, all these other characters who, some of which, A, weren't even in the episode, or if they were in the episode, didn't even have a speaking line. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, are we going to care when, you know, whatever it is in the next time jump, a year, two years from now, you know, Miro is like, Oh, we're still hot on the tail of this of this All right. um uh Cassian fellow, or they wouldn't probably have his real name. They'd probably use his his uh his fake name, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um why am I bla- uh, Clem. 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 Yeah. They'd probably be like, Oh, we're still hot on the tail of this Clem fellow. <laughs> but I, like, are we gonna care? Are we gonna be like, Miro, why do you, why should we care? <laughs> you know, because you haven't right. been in the last two or three episodes that much. Right. I think I I mean you make a good point. We're we are towing the line of dangerous territory where you just don't care about this about those particular characters much longer you know um i'm kind of already at show, that point with karn if i'm yeah. being honest <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely um excuse me you know the the show after all is called andor so yeah uh, yeah that's you know, fair. I, and i and i think the we want we want the the star wars formula to fit here where yeah. you know the bad guy and like you know like we said the first the first three episodes was Karn Karn was the bad guy and then kind of Miro kind of sprinkled in there a little bit later and um but you know characters like Mon Mothma like Luthen they're always going to be these you know kind of outside people helping the cause or helping you know so not to have so much of an emphasis on them but honestly you, you know, if we talk about just the whole of the series, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think just episode by episode. I mean, the, the last three episodes, it was this rebel cell. That's kind of who you cared about. Now they're all gone, essentially. <laughs> Mostly they're all gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we don't, we don't even like... know for sure. I think it'd be odd if they weren't in the rest of the show, but we don't even know for sure if Vel and Sinta are going to be in the rest of the show. Right, because, right, I mean, the way they left both of them Really, I was gonna say Cynthia, but really both of them 
you know, Sinsa kind of walks into the sunset practically, basically. Yeah. You know. Um, and oh yeah, and the the Vel Sinta dynamic there felt a little more than just you know par- you know partners in this uh, <laughs> partners oh, yeah. in this um in this mission. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more than they're, friends. <laughs> they're, they're more than friends, and you know the. You don't you don't shoot that that hand over hand thing as shot without you know in, implying something, which is fine, you know. Um, but so you know that there's more of a connection there. They they will be together at some point, but they very much left Sinta like into the sunset. And I can't remember what was it. Did Vel say something like "Tell me you'll be okay" or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, do you think that's a send off, or do you think that adds to I, the evidence I mean. that we'll see them again? That. I mean, tell me you'll be okay si- sounds more like a send-off to me. That it's just going to be like, well... That it's just implied yeah. that they see each other again after this episode and we don't see them as part of the show again? Um, No, no, no. I mean, not, I don't, not in that sense. I mean, like, they won't be seen together for a while. Oh, least. I you see. Know, like, there's, I, I wonder if there's more to, to Sinta's mission now, you know? Because, I mean, I know oh. she... I know she blended in as the, you know, as an officer going, you know, with the 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 native people there, but is her mission done? I would love to see that. Mm. If that if if you know how we were talking about this was the first part of it, this raid getting the credits, that was the first part. The second part is this part of that part, you know, that second part where she now kind of goes has the her own mission side mission now to to accomplish. That's interesting. Um, and Vel is out to do, you know deliver the credits, you know. So, uh, you know that these are all hopes. <laughs> I would, you know, to have that type of time would be perfect. But I mean, I I think much like um, when Cinta and Vel split off from the rest of the the team because uh, they had to do different missions. I, I'm wondering if this is something very similar. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that at the end of the episode when she walks off on the Imperial outfit. I kind of just thought it was to make a make an escape, but right, yeah. And and then my my second thought would be moving in to the next episode. If we do get a time jump, like we're guessing we might, is that mission part two that Cinta goes on something we get to see? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I mean the and which is which would be wild because once again the. F- past two episodes there was nothing about Cynthia practically and now you have a whole thing <laughs> like around her so I, yeah. it would be it would drive me crazy because it's like this wasn't somebody that you really invested in early on but then yeah then we're supposed to you know be, i think i think you and i were we were intrigued by her character already maybe because of the shroud of like not having a lot of information about but just like little little tips here and there she's the toughest one she obviously shot first now that you know when when you know given the shot given the chance is that the so new you know uh, is that the new star wars hashtag movement we're we're changing it from han shot first to Senta shot first, <laughs> shot first. That's right. <laughs> let's go let's go we got to do that now <laughs> i'm going on twitter but yeah i you know i think the i think that would be smart if they did that too you know if they if they went um kind of right into the next thing here with her or you know with Vel. Um because and then then and then Cassian just like, all right, I'm off to the next thing. I'm gone. You know? Um and then so 
So by the time they all meet up again, because God, I I truly hope Bix comes back. I keep saying this. Um, if, if Bix comes back and her character, you know, has had time to, you know, develop and um, be even more a part of the rebellion and finding her way, um, yeah, it's just I I get a little worried because I, when we have discussions like this with you know people like you and me, you know, we just, you know, we love to talk about it. We have all of these thoughts of what we would want, what we would want. And then either we get it or we don't. <laughs> and then either we're happy or we're not, you know, so, um, but it's fun. I mean, this is, this is why we have these discussions to, to, to flesh out our own crazy theories. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a world in which we don't get Vix back in this show. Um, I would be, utterly shocked if we don't see her again even this season i i think we'll definitely be seeing her again at some point and mm-hmm. actually maybe that's how they open the next episode maybe you know yeah Cassian is back with bix maybe he's reunited with her um right i hope we get saw in the next episode yeah 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 i think or that, at least in the next three episodes apparently that's what it's seeming like yeah i initially thought we'd meet saw like cassian would meet saw as a result of luthan but having mm-hmm. seen the end of this episode, I think he could meet Saw independent of Luthen, particularly if he kind of like takes Nimic's manifesto and runs with it. Um, he could like seek out, you know, rebel cells, and then that's how he finds mm-hmm. Saw eventually. Right. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, and, I'm looking and, forward and again, to the like, second half. And of the again, season. Andor being the name of the show, you know, Saw is going to be kind of an outside character again you know so i think i don't want to be that guy to be pessimistic to be you know like oh he's going to be like in one episode and that's it type of thing but maybe yeah it might maybe be that's case. something we see which i i think i'm now that we've had half of a season i think we're much more understanding of how this show is going to work and episode six sealed that home for me at least um if we are expecting a predictable you know normal disney-esque quote-unquote star wars even storyline um you know we're not getting that so far which is fine i i'm i'm all here for that Uh, but you know saw is probably not gonna like show up you know be this mentor to cassian for six episodes And, like, go on this adventure with him. Right. It's yeah. just probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And I'm he's okay not with write, that. He's not going to ride in on the Millennium Falcon at the very last second and shoot down <laughs> Darth Vader. That's just not going <laughs> to. Yeah. That's, that's not what we should ex- expect. I mean, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the imagery was pretty dark, you know, to see the, I mean, it's it's a lot like Rogue One where, you know, the entire cell was gone you know everyone <laughs> didn't make it you know um and in that same that same style this is kind of what happened here where i mean of course you had to have cassian make it and a couple of others but to to see at least for now again we we don't know for sure for sure about lieutenant gorn at this point point but um they sure made it seem like it <laughs> they sure made it seem like it yeah um i sure hope we see but, him again yeah, just but there's just that imagery of the people that you essentially invested in, and even scheme. You know, we could talk about that again, where just like, well, 
you kind of were yeah. on his side for for this entire time and then to, for the very last what minute probably minute of dialogue with him completely turn it all around right and then at least he's with, gone. at least with nimic while it was like really sad it didn't change anything fundamentally about the character like sure you were like devastated that he died uh but you know ultimately it served a purpose in the grand scheme of things in the plot like right. giving cassian this this uh manifesto nimic it was just or excuse me uh skeen it was just kind of like like wait what <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I mean we we talked about it already, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, just but we just want to hammer out hammer down that uh, point. Proving the show <laughs> is is uh not not by the book when it comes to to the Star Wars zeness of it. I guess right. is how I'll say it. Yes. <laughs> um, maybe maybe to wrap things up, closing thoughts. How did you feel about the episode as a whole? What grade would you give the episode? I'm giving it an A. I mean, it, although there was little things here and there that, you know, we've discussed about what we didn't like about it, solid A, it, you know, it, it, gave, it gave us the raid, it gave us um, some twists and turns. Um, we got the dopamine. I, got the dopamine. I mean, that, that, that's, that's kind of what we've been waiting for this entire, this entire series question mark maybe you know like yeah, I mean, to, to to really because i mean i'm watching it and i'm 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 leaning i'm a leaner right i'm leaning on my on my edge of my seat waiting to see what's going to happen next and how they're going to do it um and i mean just there were so many storylines kind of going at the same time you know you got the got the ritual of the eye kind of happening you've got uh what's happening with cinta and vel you got to see what's happening with uh with uh with Gorn, you know, and there's just all this stuff kind of happening at once, and that's that's kind of real time. I love when stories do that, mm -hmm. um, until until they finally all converge together. You see, um, the commandant realizing that Gorn's involved, and you know, just like everything was, um, was great. So yeah, I'm giving it a solid A. Nice. So far in our gradings, have you usually been lower, or have I usually been lower? I think I have been lower, just by like a half a point. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, because I, I think I'm going to go actually A-, minus. so I'll take the lower grade on this one. Yeah. Um, obviously, for the same reasons you said, we finally got the action, we finally got the raid. Um, it's just, I, I feel like I was so nitpicky about this episode, and I don't know why, because I don't think I've been very nitpicky about the show, but then we mm -hmm. get this action-oriented episode, and I'm like, well, that <laughs> didn't really feel like it made sense. I don't know about that decision. Um... <laughs> You know, the, the, the character of, uh, not to bring it up again, but the character of Nimic is probably a decent reason why. Yeah. I just felt, that, yeah, right. felt like that was curious storytelling, particularly like the, the waffling. Uh, you mean Skeen, not Nimic. Oh, excuse me, Skeen, yeah. I, I keep yeah. saying, I keep switching the two in my brain, and I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, Skeen, yeah. thank you for correcting me, yeah. Skeen, like the waffling of his, of his character and... and um, you know, is he a rebel? Is he not a rebel? At some point, at mm. point in the episode, he's like, uh, he's like, I am a rebel, but I'm against everybody. Like, okay, yeah, right. buddy. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Since when? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and I mean, yeah that that would be more, that would be more understandable from Andor's standpoint. You know, not in mm. in, in where we were in time. Yeah, for him to be like, this is me against everyone. Yeah, it, it um, did not. Yeah, and and just to like put 
kind of a bow, I guess, on the character of Skeen. Like, was his plan really from the beginning, like make away with the money? I mean, it had, it had to. Have, to it had to have been it had right. To have been. You had the story about your brother. Yeah, he made up a story about his like non-existent dead brother. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's going on this dangerous, perilous mission where he like mm-hmm. very easily could lose his life. <laughs> right. For for these funds, like that's all I can explain. Which okay, by the way, this is the other thing I was gonna say for why I'm giving it an A minus. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is my own fault for not having an understanding of it, but is they said it was eighty million credits. Is that right? Eighty million. Eighty million. Yes. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know how the overarching financial system of Star Wars works. Like, I don't know what 80 million credits is in relation to how much it takes to back a rebellion, right? Right, 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 yeah. Um, I would assume it does a lot to help. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, like, is that really all this was about? And I don't think we're going to get the answer to it, which is going to irk me even more. (laughs) (laughs) I I think we're just, like, the viewer going into the next three episodes, I don't even think it's going to be talked about because, like you said, we're probably going to get a time jump. And so looking back on the episode... It's just going to be assumed, well, we needed this for funds for a rebellion. Right. Which, I mean, they, they did touch on that a little bit when Luthen and Mon Mothma were having their discussions. Yeah. Um, I, in the yeah, previous yes. episodes where, like, where is this money going to come from? And, you know, we need we need this money. We can't, you know, uh, we're already making cuts here and there, whatever. So I, I think we know that's probably where it's going. Yeah. Um, I just... Without... I, being explicit like seeing them handing over the money or whatever but right I, I would i would may i would i would think that's a fair assumption that that's that's where all of that is being funded too i want to know how much luthan and mon mothma and whoever else is like already pouring into the rebellion mm-hmm. just right. so i have an idea of how influential the 80 million is right i want to know that the sacrifice was worth it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, do they already... The, the, the sacrifice of the characters or our time? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that would that would be the reasoning for me. Um, no, but for the sole sake... Having said that, I'm still giving it, you know, an A-, minus, uh, which yeah. is, I think, the highest grade we've given an episode so far. A and A-. I mean, this is definitely... Yeah, this is definitely... A is the definitely the highest I've given an episode. Episode. I probably have, earlier on I maybe yeah. an A minus around there. I may have given episode one an A minus as well, but mm-hmm. I, I this was my favorite episode, even with some of the nitpicky stuff that I've been talking about. My favorite episode Absolutely. of the series so far. Agreed. A a maybe not masterpiece, but um right. we're we're working our way towards towards uh hopefully what is becoming an intriguing story but i still need and, and to, i mean i still need to be sold on some of the characters yeah no that's fine and i think that, that you know i think with every series it works on the curve right so we're it's a relative to what we've seen with this series you know um if we compare it to like if we if you and i were doing this podcast for like the first season of mandalorian you know would these grades have you know paired up or you know with what uh, would they have matched to and, and made sense? So I think in terms of this particular series, I think this is you know like you said, I think this was the best episode that we've seen so far. 
on that, we are definitely agreed. Any final thoughts before we uh, say goodbye for this one? I, I mean, I am excited to see what the second half of this series will bring. Mm. Um, please bring back picks. <laughs> please bring. We beg. Let's see some Saw Guerrera. We got our dopamine now. Give us our characters. <laughs> yeah, give our now. Give us the yeah. We we are so needy as Star Wars fans, <laughs> and um, so please, I mean, you all just heard this man give give show an A minus, but still throwing out. But however, you know, <laughs> I want an A plus, Joey. I want an A plus. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I I'm excited to see what the next uh, half of the season is. I I, I pray that we don't get any filler episodes i am a little worried about that i will say um mm. i feel that's kind of when we saw some of the mandalorian or especially boba fett uh, oh. episodes where they were just filler like kind of mid mid midway through the series um so hopefully we don't see anything of that but if they are truly sticking to this what seems like a formula of like three episode arcs essentially mm-hmm. um i think that you know i think we're in for a good ending of the season yeah Speaking of filler, but Boba Fett kind of felt like half the show was filler episodes. Unfortunately, it did. <laughs> and what could have been? I mean, I, I I was never, and I don't know what where your stance was. I was never like a huge Boba Fett fan. I know there's like a lot of people that are yeah. Just, there's there's people that are know. nuts about him, like and we're just yeah. Like I don't whatever the whatever the the step beyond angry is. That's how they felt about the new Boba Fett show. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean rightfully so. I mean they they had waited for decades, yeah, basically of new of new Boba Fett uh, material. Um, well, I guess yeah, forty years. Yeah, yeah, forty years. Well, technically, I guess the prequel had them in there. So um, yeah, but, you know cool what I mean. Too. Like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, full full fledged Boba Fett. You know, I think that was uh, that was an unfortunate long wait for them to to have to see that kind of happen with them. Uh, do they have a season two of Boba Fett? Do you know? Oh gosh, I hope is not. There, is there a plan? Is I think, plan I think it actually yeah. is in production. I, I don't okay. know that for sure, but they better rethink that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it did get yeah. greenlit for a second season. If yeah, I'm remembering. I wouldn't be surprised. Anything Star Wars for the most part. I think we'll always get at least a second season. <laughs> but like that's a show that I, I think hopefully after the second season they just <laughs> unless they just I let it go. Yeah, unless they fix it in some major way, I think they let it go after season two. Right, yeah. But yeah, so I, I let's hope let's hope we don't get some fillers. Let's let's hope we don't boba fett this one. Yeah. Uh also in other Star Wars news, the official countdown begins for uh, Tales of the Jedi. We are now less than two weeks away. Oh from my the first god! Are we really? Of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, I, gotta, uh, I gotta get my audiobooks out. <laughs> listen to Ahsoka and uh, True. Count Dooku. I got. I gotta. That. I gotta listen to the Ahsoka book as well. Um. So that'll come out here on the channel. Um. TBD in in terms of what form that might be, but um, we're thinking there will definitely be multiple. Hoth Hangout podcast episodes more than likely two weeks from now that are available uh, both if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or if you're watching this on YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Hey, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
loved the episode. We are now officially halfway through Andor. We will be coming at you again next week, uh, covering episode seven, as well as the following week with episode eight and episode one of Tales of the Jedi. We're pumped for it. We're excited. Lots of Star Wars. It's a fun and exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Uh, for Joey, I'm Ben, and you've been listening to the Hoth Hangout Podcast. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see you in the next one. May the Force be with you. Dopamine!